God is trying to shake us up these past few years. Like, come on, church now. I need y'all to move the way I orchestrated you and called you to move. Welcome back to another episode of Pew Babies, where apostolic millennials um, talk about current events. I'm Ron. And I'm Church Clap. And I'm Mike. And I'm Derek Jackson's wife. <laughs> 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 Let me stop. I'm Derek Jackson's audacity this week. Oh, oh, that's our special guest for today her bonnet <laughs> <laughs> what does she say mike this is not a bonnet this is this is not a bonnet this represents the helmet of righteousness come amen. on sis amen <laughs> you better okay. let them know that's the level of of save I, I aspire to be on next time i wear my do-rag this is not a do-rag you <laughs> it's the helmet of salvation <laughs> Like, oh, okay. I didn't know it came in that. Can I get a different colors? <laughs> Fix it, Jesus. Fix it like you said you would. Like you said you would. Welcome back to another episode, y'all. Like, how's y'all week been? There's so much going on this week. It, this week went by so fast. I don't even know what happened. My week has been really stressful, but victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Always. And he gives us the victory and causes us to triumph in his what? In his name. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> I didn't know what you was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. Either. He's a wild card. He don't know what he's about to say. <laughs> when preachers be quoting stuff, you like, what? <laughs> right. Let's just go with it. Oh no, but it's it's been a it's been a it's been an okay week. But um how was your week, Ron? How have you been? It was good. I went to the eye doctor today after okay. like four years of wearing the same glasses. Oh yeah. This is what it, this is what happens when you're grown, but you don't have your mind with you. So I don't know how people be booking appointments. I was like, I called my mom afterwards and I was like, is it supposed to cost this much? <laughs> is that part of my plan? <laughs> what does my insurance actually consist of? This you moved out. When you moved out, <laughs> that was it. When you Parents stopped being 26, right. I stopped paying the copay. So <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> so Mike, do you have something for us this week? Um, yes, I do. Um, so we're still in our uh, in our soul patrol car traveling to the different Apostolic churches so around patrol. the way. Soul Patrol. So Patrol. So Patrol. Be uh, there on the no, double. Uh, so we're going to travel down to Raleigh. We're going to travel down to Raleigh, North Carolina, to the Praise Temple Apostolic Faith Church, Incorporated, located in, actually, it's located in Clayton, North Carolina. Um, they are located off of 131 Guy Road in North Carolina under the leadership of uh, Pastor and Lady Sprinks. They are a part of the um, PCAF. Um, they have service on Sundays, 930 Christian Education, worship service, 1030 a.m. Monday, prayer, 630. Tuesday, Bible study. Oh, Wednesday, prayer, 12. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Go ahead. Get out the way while you're there. 
um, so you can enjoy the rest of your week. But if you're in the Clayton Raleigh area, check out their Praise Temple Apostolic Faith Church. If you have an apostolic business or an apostolic church or apostolic, you know, nonprofit that you um, know of or that you even have, please email it at pewbabiesgmail.com. Back to you, Ron. Amen. I like that. I miss going to church every every day. Amen. Like, Amen. it gave a nice time to fix your face, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he had a real, yeah. Because being at home ain't it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mike said he's been churched out. No, didn't you say you went to I church this Sunday? I went to church this Sunday. We had a good time. I thought it was only going to be like 10 of us there. It was actually like 50 or 60 people. People's Ooh, ready. We were socially Um, You know, the, the service was good. The prayer line was long, but it was, it, was, it was a good service overall. Amen. You said the prayer line was long. <laughs> They've been waiting. People just be wanting somebody to touch them on their forehead. They want that anointing. People was waiting. They went, what? You know how it, how it is. People... One person goes like nobody was going at first. You know the pastor had to explain like how they were gonna do the prayer line and socially social distance. So one mm-hmm. person went up there. Then it was a ricochet effect. Sorry, I'm just curious. How do you do a prayer line social distancing? So basically, he was telling my my dad was one of the deacons that was I guess working the line, and so he told my dad like um, he at first he told them he was gonna pray, and they would get their own oil. And they would anoint themselves and then he would pray for them. But he would like kind of lean his head in the, in like on, on the left side where, so they weren't like face to face. Mm-hmm. But then my dad ended up, he's my dad was like, well, I think it'd be more germs if everybody touched the anointing oil thing. So he said, let me just anoint everybody. My hands are clean. And then, you know, you can pray for him that way. So it, it worked out really well. Um, I still didn't go up there, but uh, it worked out very well for those that were in the line and that wanted prayer. So. Amen. To God be the glory. We did prayer lines like that already. <laughs> the church that I was going <laughs> well, to. <laughs> I guess it was more so like it was not, it was not, it was just like more so where he would like, I guess his head went the opposite direction. So there wasn't okay. a lot of, point of contact. It, it, I guess you have to like see it to know what I'm talking about. But I did notice like one of my biggest pet peeves is when people get in the line for prayer and they start shouting, like I, that's a pet peeve <laughs> Right, right. It just bothers me for some reason. Like they just start doing all this wild bucket. Okay, he said, "Go shout in your pew." We do not need that. He trying to keep the peace. (laughs) All right, y'all. So uh, we're going to move on to the church announcements, guys. So you guys may be wondering why y'all can't see me on this podcast, but I have a picture of Kim Kardashian, Andy Mineo, and Lecrae behind me. Because coming in hot, which is the song I played last, I think I played that song last uh last week, yeah. Last week by Andy Minnie on the Cray is going crazy on TikTok and Instagram reels right now. The song dropped in 2018, so they real late and <laughs> was on Reach Records summer 18 playlist. Uh so it's crazy how much utility the song um has so far. Uh, they're grateful that it keeps growing its legs and connecting uh, 
to new people, connected with new people. That's what Andy Minio told Rapzilla. I think Kim Kardashian charges $1 million plus to post a product or a song. That's how much influence she has. So it feels like a free million dollars worth of promotion. So Will Smith and other celebrities are like reposting it, LeBron James, et cetera. Any thoughts? Well, I was going to say that I listened to it while I was working out and it was. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my workout song. It That's was a part good. of my playlist. Mike's face shows me that he doesn't feel the same, but he doesn't want to comment. So. He doesn't really like <laughs> Christian rap music, though. Mike is I, not I, a. I don't, I don't like Christian rap music, but I don't knock it. I realize there's a market for that, so I, mm. I don't, I don't, I'm not against, I'm not against it. It's just, it's not what I like to listen. It's not to your taste. Yeah. We yeah. get it, we get it. Moving on. So uh, we're going to move into the scandalous. I don't, Saints shouldn't be scandalous. That sounds bad, but it's just a couple updates on what's going on. So um, as you remember, a couple episodes ago, I talked about uh, Ravi Zacharias, which was the um, one of the world's famous apologists. Um, he has a whole institution that he made and uh, he got caught up in some entanglements with some masseuses and owned a massage parlor and people coming out that they've been raped and all this stuff. So um, his organization, RZ, which stands for his name, Ravi Zacharias, I am International Ministries. Um, they decided that they uh, will no longer... Um, teach apologetics um the ceo of the ministry right now sarah davis who is his daughter announced to staff wednesday morning that over the next six months the downsize ministry will remake itself as a grant making charity it plans to give money to organizations fulfilling its original purpose of defending the truth of the gospel as well as organizations that care for victims of sexual abuse and she says, RZIM cannot and should not continue to operate as an organization in this present form, nor do we believe we can only rename the organization and move forward with business as usual. Um, by the way, his ministry um, uh, is worth about $40 million. Wow. Kudos to the daughter for recognizing that this is like an issue that needs to be fixed and um making probably what was a hard decision to like take her dad's name off of everything (laughs) and remake the whole organization in itself you know like it's it's really messed up it's funny because I think about it of like you know when like a family member goes to jail or something Mm -hmm. and it really affects the person in jail that affects them, but it really affects the people that's at home because they have to deal with the bias. They have to deal with taking care of that person, all of that stuff. And I feel that that's the same way when something like this happens, like when when um, a saint who we talked about the pedestal before, when they fall and fall hard into a point where like at this point, the dad can't even, you know, seek forgiveness, try to change his ways or anything because he's dead already. And it was just like, you held the secret for so long. It really just taints the family. And that's where I feel sympathy for. Yeah. Like he left his wife behind, of course. And then he has, I think, four children and grandchildren. Wow. Who has to like look back on this. When they grow up, they're young grandchildren, little kids. Maybe it's better to be caught while you're still alive. Yeah. He should have said something on his deathbed. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't tell you that like oh we're gonna take this to our grave you know you have to be careful with that because not everything that you do in secrecy 
you know, go, it, it goes to your grave. Yeah, it does go to your grave, but that doesn't mean other people don't know about it or that it's going to stay in your grave, whatever. And I think, you know, and like, like Ron said, kudos to his, his daughter, you know, for having the strength to take on the work and continue on. And I wish her all the best as she continued to cycle through and try to make the best of that situation. Yeah. I just keep their family in prayer. Definitely. Um, so, uh, moving on. So we're going to talk about the love doctor that got a taste of his own medicine, a relationship guru (laughs) with 1.3 million Instagram followers has confessed to having multiple affairs after fans have uncovered, uh, his indiscretions. Derek Jackson, who preaches, healing and healthy relationships took to Instagram Monday to confess in a video in which his wife, I make butcher this, Denaya, Denaya, correct me, Jackson also appeared. No corrections. No one else. <laughs> All righty then. Uh, this is what he said. So he says, the truth is Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside the marriage, he said to the camera, speaking about himself in third person. All of it falls under the category of cheating, affairs, stepping out, in quotation. Uh, The video dubbed cringe-worthy, air quotations, by fans has amassed 2.6 million views in one day on Instagram, another 600,000 on YouTube, and a half a million on Facebook. Oh, he getting paid. Furthermore, his wife was sitting next to him. Uh, He was holding her hand with the karate tight grip. And she said, I agree with people saying that there is no justification for bringing other women into our marriage. When I found out about it, I left, said Jackson, his wife. I did not come back until I saw a shift or a change in his mentality. She has forgiven him and they have started a new chapter, air quotations, in their relationship guided by their faith. And Jackson says, I know I cannot build a platform preaching certain things and then in my real life live contrary to that. Uh, Those who are saying, Derek, I don't ever want to listen to you again is totally understandable. Any thoughts? Thank you for this thing. We're going to start. No, we're going to start with um, the war bonnet. Uh, say them stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a lot to unpack here, and I'm, I'm gonna keep it very short. Um, <laughs> so for me, give him, you know, give him the words, Jesus. God. <laughs> give him the words give him the of words. wisdom. Give him the words to say. Um, but for me, I, I think just watching the video of of him and her, like you know, on that sofa having that discussion, it screamed a lot. You could tell, like. You know, if you kind of took a deeper look into like the video and the way he was kind of like clutching her hand and stuff like that, you could tell that there's like a lot of emotional insecurity from her um, with that. And the fact that people have actually been villainizing her based off the way she looks and the way she dresses as a reason as to, you know, excuse him. Oh, I would have cheated, too, if my wife looked like a temptation. Like, yeah, funny, but that's not funny because. Rod, <laughs> fix your face. Oh, uh, but no, but you know, we but to he made a vow when he married her 
to to be there, you know, bad, the good, whether whether she's dressing like a temptation or whatever, he made a vow to be there. And the fact that he broke that vow, you know, and and, and to add insult to injury, you, he was out here, you know, basically, you know, had so much to say about everybody else that was out there. As, as like he was the 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 how to on how to treat women, and when you in fact was cheating on your wife, uh, whatever. And I I think that if I was if I was in her shoes, I would I would have gotten out because you're dealing with a narcissistic person. You're not dealing with just somebody that cheated and we can fix it. We you're dealing with a narcissistic person. I saw that when he was describing his own video in third person that's a mental that's a mental illness let's just call it what it is that's a spirit and that's also a mental illness you got going on there and i think like for her like it's very you know it's a it's gonna be very dangerous if she stay and 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 i won't be surprised if you know six months from now he comes out with some kind of course on you know for cheating husbands he's gonna have like a a beginner's course to pay 1999 and you can have this master's class i already know how this stuff works but i i'm praying for her i'm praying for him too you know that he recognizes what he did what he has done take accountability for him i'm praying for her whatever because it seems like she also has her own issues that she's battling with too but i hope she stands up on her on on her both her feet and you know realize like who she is as a woman and get out of there and try to find her own identity um through that and hopefully she'll have enough strength with her helmet of righteousness to move forward stop the whole iron no Yeah, no, and I—I I mean, you said he was coming out with the course. He—he's been promoting his book this whole time about how to heal. After <laughs> there's definitely him taking advantage of the situation. Um, many thoughts, so many. One, like they kept saying, "Well, this was a year ago, or happened last summer." Like last summer wasn't that long ago. We were in quarantine. He should have been home. Yeah, he should have been home. And then second, like he's leaving your house, possibly exposing you to the like coronavirus at that on top of whatever other diseases from these women. But we won't get into that. I, I was listening to The Breakfast Club. I know. I know Charlemagne the God. <laughs> Charlemagne the God was, well. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. But Charlemagne, but Charlemagne. He went so hard on him. But I agree with he, him. He made really good points. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Why did you bring your wife? And it's crazy when the world can see it. Like right. when they can see something's off. Even the point that Charlemagne made about him talking about Christ and how he wants to be so deep into Christ now. And then like, I blame God after after my wife left because I was trying to figure out why my marriage falling apart. Sir, like he has refused in every single stage of us listening to him talk to just own up to what he did. And, and that's what's bizarre and what's crazy. And then on top of that, like your wife comes out with these videos of her being like, I'm a soldier for Christ and this is a spiritual battle. I, I think to me, the like excessive seeking Christ about it is kind of I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's not, that's the right approach in this instance. Like, you're like, I don't want to say they're making a mockery of God because she could really be holding on to Christ in this moment. This is a really challenging moment for her. And it's very public. 
And even though they try to deal with it privately, it got exposed publicly. And, you know, that's um, a yeah. national embarrassment for you. You know, yeah. I didn't even know this man was married. I'm going to be honest. I looked at some of his either. videos. He's been sitting in the... He's been sitting in the car, and I've never he's probably on his way to go cheat on her. <laughs> right. Was no no, there was a third mistress that came out, and she was saying, "Yeah, she was saying that the no. like if you ever see videos with him with like a white pillars in the background, it's her house." No. And I was like, "Wow, like you're really just dragging your wife." Third mistress, and the wife is talking about this is a spiritual battle. You know, some sometimes God ain't not going to give you a deep revelatory word on what to do sometimes the the it's right there the writing is on the wall it seems so forced like they're trying to force you know this to this healing take to take place when really you your remedy is just to leave they try to make money off of this <laughs> is that what y'all think though like is it enough for her to leave Mm-mm. i wouldn't leave i would do what ravi zachariah's daughter did this is what we're going we're going to step back let's just pause this Fix our marriage. Go to counseling, therapy, whatever. And then maybe you can do whatever you need to do. A year ago, that's during quarantine. His tail should have been home with his wife. Taking care kids. of the kids. Yes. Ah, oh, come I didn't on. even know they had kids. I didn't know he had a whole family either. I was like, where is this? Oh, he up in his. Oh, so he already had it. Okay. Because why? If you're a relationship guru, wouldn't you have your wife on there? Wouldn't y'all be talking? Like, kind of like the Awanzus, what they call them. The Wazoo's, uh-huh. the PIA tour, Ezekiel, oh. and his wife. Oh, is it Zeke or is it um? It's Ezekiel oh, yeah, and yeah, his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, it's Ezekiel and his wife. Yeah, we know he married. Yeah, <laughs> and he got kids. You make it clear, even with the last video of him kind of dissecting himself. We see like he keeps raising his hand and covering his face with his ring finger, like showing his ring, and I was just like tactics and i'm like maybe i'm overanalyzing it because no you're not his body but i was just like this is all very like why are you trying to like show to us now that you're married when every other time none of us knew so i didn't know he was married yeah we didn't even know you had family so husbands love your wives as christ loved the church and display your wives publicly yes be proud of who you chose and picked and married that's your choice. Your choice. You know how she was dressing before you married her. Love her. Love her. Your choice. You chose her. You picked her. <laughs> on you. That's all on you. The whole armor of God. And you know, oh. if it's not right, have a conversation and be like, hey, babe, like, can you not wear that bonnet? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not a bonnet, it's a salvation calf. Sometimes it's okay to take off the armor. It's okay. It's not always the saxophone in the back for me. I'm dead. (laughs) No, but I mean, in all seriousness, though, like, I, I think for me, like like for her, I'm definitely like praying for her because that's a lot, yeah, a lot to deal yeah. with. And I don't think anyone should blame her if she decides to stay or if she decides to leave. Like right. it started off with Kirk and now y'all out here being like Kirk, <laughs> y'all wilding out. Kirk started something. Like, <laughs> Too nah, much nah, stuff happening. <laughs> Shoot. But um, okay. So I wanna make this real quick because this is sorry, it's a lot of news this week. So y'all remember back in 2012. The baker that got sued for not making a cake for a gay couple. I don't know if y'all heard of it in Colorado. Yeah. So he getting sued again, y'all. So 
<laughs> so this his case went all the way to the Supreme Court back in 2018 for refusing to make a wedding cake for a same-sex couple. He went to trial on this past Monday for another lawsuit. This one was involving a birthday cake for a transgender woman. The transgender woman attempted to order the birthday cake on the same day in 2017 that the that the high court announced it would hear baker jack phillips that's the name of the baker uh appeal in the wedding cake case they also requested that the cake will be blue on one side no blue sorry blue on the outside and pink on the inside in honor of her gender transition her lawsuit is the latest in a series of cases around the u.s that pit the rights of LGBTQ people against merchants' religious objections, an issue that remains unsettled by the nation's top court. On Monday, during a viral, uh, sorry, during a virtual trial uh, being conducted by the state judge in, Dem- in Denver, uh, Phillips said that um, he had maintained that he is a Christian and that he (laughs) opposed uh, making the gay couple's wedding cake because it involved a religious ceremony, but would sell any other type of product. So the message in in quotations, uh, the message would be that he agrees that a gender transition is something to be celebrated. And that's what they want him to agree to. But of course he isn't. Uh, They also asked the transgender woman did why did she even call? She he called, and uh, was the call a setup? She said that it was not. It was more of a calling someone's bluff. Mm-mm. So they don't. They both sides agree that it um, was not in anyone's best interest to move forward with these cases. Any thoughts? So, um. A few years ago, I was trying to look up the name for the podcast, but there is a podcast on like um, a lot of Supreme Court cases. And one of them was one of the first cases that went up to Supreme Court about gay marriage. And what people don't think about is that a lot of times these Supreme Court cases are staged. Um, The thing about when you enter court is that in order for you to go to court at all, you have to actually have a controversy. Like there has to be something happening. And so what they'll do is they'll be like, we want a ruling on X, Y, and Z. Let's create a controversy to hit X, Y, and Z. And um, this, it happens a lot. It happens in, um, what's that girl, Abigail Fisher? Her case where she wanted, where she was talking about affirmative action and she didn't make it into like University of Texas or something like that, Austin. And she was upset by that process. But anyway, they find people or they pinpoint people or they tell people to do certain things in order to push an agenda. And honestly, I think that this scenario is literally that. Um, The person saying that they had called without a motive, I disagree. I think, (laughs) especially when it was being appealed that day, that's so timely, so coincidental. No, someone probably told you to contact this baker again and see what the baker does and then let's promote transgender rights. Because we already know where the baker stands on gay rights. So transgender rights is even more far left. So let's do that. So I definitely think it's a setup. Um... (sighs) Kudos to the baker for standing and like reaffirming what they believe and not bending on it. 
honestly, all of us at some point are going to be tried in this way and we have to be prepared for it. There's going to be something that someone's going to ask you to do and there's a possibility of you being sued. There's a possibility of you being thrown in jail. There's a possibility of possibly being beheaded later on. We don't know. But to be put in this challenging position instead of conforming and just agreeing, you know, it made me think of... um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're going to keep trying to figure out ways to throw you into the fire if you don't bow. Kudos to him for not bowing on this and fighting it out. Amen. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, that's what I thought about. It sounds like it might have been a setup. Like, if I know, like, as a Black man, like, there's, 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 this happened for real. Like, where I live at, there, there was a bakery in Greenville that said some racist things on last summer during the George Floyd events and said that, you know, get your guns, let's get them, um, get your guns and stuff out. We're going to blow them, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like I knew where they stood. So I, I wouldn't go in there and support what they're, you know, selling and stuff. Same thing. Like you already knew where this baker stood as far as like, you know, the LGBT and stuff like that, but you still went. So it makes it sound like it was something that they were trying to promote as far as like a, a Supreme court case and trying to push, you know, whatever agenda they wanted to push, because uh, I, I don't know that I would support something that, that doesn't support me. So, all right. All right. I agree with both. And um, that concludes our church announcements. Finally. Sorry, guys. Y'all were talking long. So I, I had a lot of news. <laughs> so, moving on to our subject for this week. Basically, this week we got emails saying that Delaware is starting to move into phase 1C, which for us means that legal professionals can start getting vaccinated. So um, the first question, are you guys getting vaccinated? Why or why not? So I already got vaccinated. (laughs) Yes, I've already gotten my first dose. Um, I get my second dose on Monday. But yes, I did get vaccinated. I I was skeptical at first. but for one, like I realized, like um, I have I have asthma, um, so I definitely didn't want to get it, and then end up coughing up a lung, and you know, end up on a respirator. Then you, we have to do the podcast from the hospital. <laughs> Y'all have to replace me, you know. Oh no! So dramatic. He's <laughs> a so dramatic. Also, why would you say that? I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but um, I I got it because, like, you know, first of all, my parents are older. There's there's that. But then in the profession that I work in, I deal with sick people all the time, like people that have cancer, people that just are just in generally sick. Um, so it was kind of like a, a must that I get it, uh, especially as much as I'm like up and out and out in the open and things like that. And it's not that I don't believe God. I do believe, believe God, but at the same time, like, it's just like a, in the car, we wear a seatbelt, you know, and the seatbelt is for our safety, you know, just in case something happened, slam on brakes and stuff, you're protected or you're, you're covered, you know, in that regard. So I don't wear seatbelts, but I would <laughs> I had to wear stuff. I had to. Uh, well, my car makes noise. That's the only reason why I put it on. But uh, slightly stop. No, no, no. But um, I haven't gotten the vaccine. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't get it. But <laughs> not until they open it up to everybody. But uh, I chose not to get it um, because I just 
don't get sick like that. I just, I normally don't get sick. And when I do, it's to my own fault. Like, it's because I've like either, either like didn't get enough rest or sleep or I just extended myself like too far. And I know I shouldn't have. I just decided to just trust God. And that's my, that's my stance. Yeah. I'm on, yeah. That's <laughs> my stance. <laughs> I don't have any other un- underlying health conditions um, or anything like that, but I don't know. So yeah, that's just my stance. Would you think like if someone did have an underlying health condition that they should be vaccinated? Or do you think trusting God is like period? I mean, I trust I trust God, period. Um, but my thing is that do what's, you know, according to, you know, how you feel. Like it's your decision. I'm not against it. If you get it, you get it. You know, if you're out there, you're working, get it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, if you decide to stand on your faith, stand on your faith. But use caution. Because my thing is that if you can't heal a common cold or you can't believe God to heal you from, you know, a headache or something small, like we got to be saints always want to just straight jump across the bridge or just go across on the other side of the mountain without using the bridge. And it's just like, if you don't have that faith, know yourself sort of thing. So if you don't have faith like that, then, you know, not saying like that, everybody has faith, all believers has faith, but if you haven't exercised it, like in the little things, like I said, one of the other episodes, if you don't exercise it in the little things, then how can you believe on greater things? So, you know, for me, I'm practicing my faith you know, I'm not out here just licking doorknobs and stuff. Like, I'm not going to tempt God. <laughs> you know, I'm still going to, you know, obey the law of the land. If I'm going to wear a mask, I'm gonna, I got to wear a mask. That's just what you got to do, what the law of the land says. That's what the Bible says. If I got to wear hand sanitizer or use hand sanitizer as we should be washing our hands anyway and staying clean and sanitary, then do that. You know, so that's just my take on it. But I'm just, just, I'm just exercising my faith, you know, because I know if I believe him in like the little things, when the big things come, cancer, anything else, you know, those big illnesses, I'm not saying that COVID is, you know, cancer is, okay, never mind. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There's no cure for cancer, uh, but Jesus. So, um, right. but yeah. I digress. I'll give my opinion and then I'll yeah. make a comment. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> That's not well. And then that was, <laughs> was going to be my next <laughs> question. But um, <laughs> we haven't been able to get it because I don't qualify yet. But once we enter 1C, like, I'm definitely getting vaccinated. I just want to be free. I'm tired of being locked down. <laughs> I'm going to continue to wear my mask, of She course. said, give me my freedom papers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. But I, I think the the issue that I'm having is one that a lot of people are not getting vaccinated because either their stance is that they're just anti-vaccines, which I just completely disagree with. If you're taking medicine for your cold, like your baby has to be vaccinated before they go to school. And if you're not getting your kid vaccinated before they go to school, you're actually putting other people at risk. And you might have faith as a saint. And this is just me not talking about you, Clap, but just talking in general about (laughs) arguments that I've heard. Um, But like you as a saint might have faith, but your neighbor might not have that faith or your neighbor might not know Christ. And you're exposing them to this disease because you're not getting vaccinated. So 
I'm sorry to anybody who's anti-vaccinated, like in that little group, like I have to apologize, but I disagree with you strongly because you should, you should be vaccinated. Um, the other thing that I've been hearing from people, people have been calling this the mark of the beast. And I, I wanted to know what you guys' thoughts were. Like there's saints who are saying this is the beginning of the mark of the beast. This is the end of days. No, I don't believe that. I think it's a, um, a simulation of what's to come, but I don't believe that this is the actual mark of the beast. Um, I think this is kind of like a drill sort of thing. Like, okay, if they're doing this, you know, if they do make the, cause they, they, they started off with the mask. That's mandatory. You have to have a mask like mm-hmm. at one point of the year. So by law, they made everyone wear a mask and they tell you, oh, well, you need to double up on masks or everybody started doubling up. Then Fauci was like, oh, well, it, it, that really doesn't matter. You can go back to a regular mask. So everyone kind of like following the government like da 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 And um, going back and forth, that made no sense. I don't know why I did that sound movement or sound effect. <laughs> but then, you know, it's kind of like a test to see, okay, if we put this much fear in this area and tell them to do this, they'll just run and do it. Like, um, it's just very interesting to see how it all kind of played out. Um, even though this is a real virus, you can get it, you know, this isn't, you know, it's just how it was handled was kind of, to me, was like, oh, this is kind of like a simulation or a test sort of thing to see how they will maneuver the world this isn't just the united states this this is a pandemic so this happened across the world where they shut borders and you know are making mandatory tests for you to even travel or just lock down right. the border as a whole so this just showed you how if they just all get on one accord you know what they can do yeah i um i i don't i definitely don't think it's some it's the mark of the beast you know i do think a lot of the things that we introduce like we we have to realize a we've never in our generation seen a, a pandemic not especially to this magnitude so of course like you know i'm not trying to get into politics here it wasn't handled even in the united states from the most it wasn't ha- handled in, in the proper way as it should have been handled. Like there wasn't a hole put on it. We wouldn't have had 500,000 people to die from it. Um, but, you know, of course, like, every, of course, people are going to follow like what the government is is saying do because, you know, people have people are afraid. Like people are literally, you know, afraid as people that have never left their house, like people are afraid of getting the virus, people are afraid of getting sick as as they should be, you know, because you sit there looking at hospitals being field and looking at you know loved ones dying and stuff like that every time you turn on facebook rest in peace this one they die from COVID. of course people are going to be scared people are going to be afraid and and going to do everything they possibly can to keep themselves safe but i don't think you know this is this is the mark of the beast i think the mark of the beast you know is going to be something that's a lot more extreme than a mask or a vaccine um and there are a lot of people that you know to your first point that are anti-vaxxers um those people scare me you know um and and this is my thing with the vaccine like ron said like i have faith in god but again people i come into contact with every day (laughs) might not have that same faith or you know i you know could give it to them and 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 there was a lot of people that didn't wear and, and i and i came into contact with with someone i think i shared a um story with you all about someone that um 
I experienced on my job that was saying how they were anti-masker because it was the mark of the beast and stuff. And I had to explain to them, that's not the mark of the, the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. You know, this is literally a government mandate. And, you know, it's because you're protecting the other person when you wear a mask, you know, you're protecting yourself, but you're also protecting the other person when you wear a mask. But because like people love to try to shape, um, try to shape an, a narrative to fit their political agenda or to fit their some kind of propaganda that they're trying to force off on people. They would take any little thing and try to shape it into something else in order to make it fit. And we got to stop doing that because this pandemic has been too serious for us to keep trying to, you know, shape a political narrative just because we think that, oh, well, the left is saying this, the right is saying this. No, we just need to try to do what we can so we can get back to freedom and get back to some kind of sense of normalcy right and also like please read the word for yourself like I went and I read the scripture and it talks about like the 666 being on your forehead this vaccine is going into like there's nothing yeah it's nothing with the 666 is nothing and then also like I tried to like look up I mean no one knows the day or the hour that these things are going to be caught up but I think based off of the scripture, we can assume that the saints won't be here when the mark of the beast is given. Um, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, if that's incorrect. But after looking at from my research and my perspective, that's that's I don't have to be concerned about the mark of the beast because I won't be here. And if I will, I don't think it's going to be something that's hidden. It's going to be something that's blatantly saying, like, this is the mark you have to take in order to buy or sell. And it's not going to be like a little microchip that like is secretly placed in your food and you got to be scared. I don't think that's the case at all. The the devil is brazen. Like (laughs) the fact that that person called that baker, like they're they're out here tempting. They're going to try you. The devil's not going to try to be sneaky about it. I think it's going to be pretty obvious um, when you have to make that decision. Clap, you raised a really good point um, earlier when you were saying um, about testing faith that you've never tested before or building up. I, I'm trying to figure out a way to say it, like building up a family yeah. of faith mm-hmm. where like, if you can't even pray away your migraine, then how can you expect God to do this? And um, to me, that raised a really good point because it made me, it brought me to the scripture of like um, when Christ was on Mount Sinai, no, when the devil was tempting Christ in the wilderness and he took him up to like that really high place. And he was like, if you're God, why don't you jump off? Like basically telling him to commit suicide, jump off this building or jump from this high place and the angels will come save you. And then he's quoted the scripture from Deuteronomy and he said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. And I think a lot of times, like we have the Holy Ghost. Yes. Um, at least hopefully we do. And with the Holy Ghost, you know, there's power, there's power <laughs> to take up serpents, there's power to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover, there's power to eat any deadly thing, and it won't harm us. But that doesn't mean that we should just go out and do those things. Like, you shouldn't put yourself in harm's way, like you're saying. So wearing a mask, like, because I've seen people just like, oh, I'm just, I'm believing God. And they just like, you're running it. Why are you tempting God and putting him in yeah. a place where he has to, like, basically show up for you when you can just be obedient right and I just believe like for me the power of God 
can for me personally my personal testimony like i haven't been like six 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 since like 20 i started believing god back in like 2017 2018 Mm -hmm. so that's what and it's been like a few it's been years so my faith i had to work on the common code the headache you know the little stuff you know i stopped like stumping your stubbing your toe that's something that you did but like anything that tries to attack my body i stand on psalms i believe i can't remember what's what scripture was where it talks about no sickness shall draw nigh my dwelling that's what david said oh, and i declare that yes yes psalm 91 and like you know by his strike everybody used by his stripes i'm healed and you know but there's other scriptures that speak about healing so um it's up to you i mean you know if you want to test it out right now i wouldn't try it right now <laughs> if you like i said if you ain't do the basics you know let's let's start with the basics first you know i wouldn't test and tempt god in any way um and you know i believe god is you know for me personally has covered me and my body you know i speak over myself i speak over others i come in contact with that they may be healed i mean people mm-hmm. were healed by paul's shadow right. so i don't believe i you know the only thing i'm spreading is healing you know, when I will step outside my door, I set the atmosphere wherever I go, you know, nothing, you know, so that's just something that I had to work on. That doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your faith, we are all growing in various areas, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to make anybody feel bad for like, oh, you took the vaccine. Oh, you're not Christian. And you don't believe. No, I don't know you. I don't know your heart. God knows your heart. You know, God knows what's your situation. You know, God knows that, you know, he leaves it up to you. He doesn't force you to do anything. He doesn't force you not to do anything except, yeah, he doesn't force you. <laughs> we have free will. Yeah. So, you know, if you, I, be, I believe this, if you as a Christian decide you want to get the vaccine, go right ahead and get it. You know what I mean? There's other vaccines that we get anyway, go right ahead and get it, you know, but you know, I just, it's just my decision. People have their decisions, you yeah. know, and just, like I said, this didn't happen overnight. This is faith is something that you have to exercise like all the other fruits of the spirit. So, yeah, no. And and it, that made me think of a time like this is the thing, because I me getting the vaccine, like Mike said, doesn't mean I don't have faith. Like I have very strong faith in God. There was actually a time when I was really sick and I didn't know about it. And I'll do a quick testimony. I like kind of like a Job stage because one of my older brothers had just passed away my car had like literally caught on fire like the engine of the car like just like it had a crack in it and the guy was like if you keep riding with this car like your car is gonna like basically catch on fire and explode I was like whoa oh so you were told uh-huh you yeah. warned so you were warned I was warned and so I was like okay I'm gonna leave this vehicle <laughs> and the guy That's was Lord. so um and and then um I started getting like little spots on my hands and I'm like, what is going on? Uh, Like I said, this is like a real life job experience. Spots on my hands, spots on my feet, spots all over my body. People were so mean to me. (laughs) They were like, you got leprosy. Like it was so. No. Oh, Jesus. I'm glad it it was. And I was just like, oh my gosh, well, I have to wear gloves for the rest of my life. Like what's going on? And I have never, I had never experienced anything like that before in my life. And so of course my, my mom, she was like, you need to go to the doctor. So I went to a doctor and like, he looked at it. He barely touched it. He was just like, you know, it's like an eczema issue or something like that's a skin condition. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. So I went to another doctor 
her. She was like, oh my gosh, you're healthy, but you're sick. So they took blood samples. Like I've been, I was tested for everything across the sun from like syphilis to like hand and foot mouth disease. (laughs) Yeah, she did. And come to find out I had what's called Rocky Mountain, Mountain Spotted Fever, which most people get when they're bit by a tick in the Rocky Mountains. So I, what I girl, think, what were you doing in the Rocky Mountains? <laughs> I wasn't. I'd be out here. Why I'd be out here in these streets in these mountains? I don't be outside like that. I'm very a home person. I'm a homebody. So I was like, how in the world? But at some point, I got bit by a tick, and it had this disease. And literally, like this disease, if you don't catch it. Um, the last stage is having like so many spots. And if you don't catch it and you're misdiagnosed, which most people are, you can die from it. I was kind of like in the last stage of like death and <laughs> someone was able to find it and it's an easy cure, just that healing power. And like that God can move. And it didn't, I understand like people are like, well, we can just pray about it. And it's like, sometimes just intelligence is good enough. Like God gives to me, God gives doctors intelligence God gives people wisdom, like he gave Solomon. He can work through people. His spirit can still fall on people in order to give them information that we don't have and to help us. There are are a lot of things, like so many family members and stuff that have been sick that we like pray for and things like that. And like God's healing power has just showed up. So do you guys have an experience like that where it's like, it was like, basically, this is supernatural hearing healing power or like god had to have done this because honestly the other doctor could have been like the first one and just been like skin diseases yeah my mom she um used to have lupus um but she's been healed from that which is like an autoimmune disease there's not necessarily a cure for it um you just have to they just put you on steroids for the rest of your life Mm. Um, and you're you're sleepy you're lethargic and it's just a lot of other underlying symptoms that come with that, but she's been completely healed since 20, I don't know, 2014. Mama, yeah. I know you listening to this. Shout out to you. Amen. But she, yeah, she, she's the one who actually started the healing journey for me because, mm-hmm. you know, based off of how she believes I was able to get that faith, you know, if you, she, she can pray barren women, into fertility like that's how some people just have that gift yeah. you know and if you whenever you're sick call her send stop <laughs> but um people don't realize like when it comes to healing it's it's you and it's god and you got to make sure that you know you're not walking in any disobedience or any demons in you because a demon can't cast out a demon you know if you have unforgiveness it could be something left and you just got to pray to god as Christians, you know, when we seek healing, we don't think about those things. We don't think about those seeds that may be blocking us from receiving, you know, God's best, you know, at times. And I think that's really important. We we, we don't consult God when things happen to us because um, some of us wasn't wired that way and trained that way. I know I wasn't. I had to learn to be that way, you know, instead of um, going to you know sometimes a god god will tell you to go to a doctor you know doctors are key doctors are important they tell you what's wrong so you can know what to pray for right at least that's what i was taught you know sometimes you need to go to the doctor see what's going on you know thank god ron your mother god spoke through her i I credit that to god and the holy ghost that's inside of your mother that instructed you to go to the doctor get that checked out because that does not look right you know and if it wasn't for that word you would have just 
I don't know if you will be here. And I thank God for that, you know, that you are here. Doctors are essential. Luke was a doctor. You know, doctors are essential to the kingdom of God and to the body because some of us, you know, aren't, like I said, aren't at that level. And without doctors, we will be gone. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a, it's a learning process of how to incorporate doctors. And because I know one person, she had cancer. Pastor told her, you know, you should believe God, you know, stop your chemo. She b- stopped her chemo, died. You know, so like not everybody's at that level you are at. Yeah. And if you're not teaching that or some people, some churches or pastors really don't have that revelation of healing to that extent, you know, so it's very dangerous territory. Um, like the Bible says, you know, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Right. You know, you, you really learn that area. You know, we learn all these other areas and facets of God. But, you know, that's one of the areas where I think that some churches may need to explore. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that is churches do need to explore about healing and, and, and bringing back just the signs and wonders in church where people, you know, were healed in, in, and could go to the altar. My dad tells stories um, about how he was growing up and how, you know, people get, would go in line with a broken bone and the man of God would lay hands on the bone would grow back right there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, or how, you know, just, just, that's just how they, they had the, the signs and wonders, but even just, you know, in my life, whatever, like I, I can think of plenty of stories to tell, but, um, two, we got one with someone else this summer, like I said, uh, working where I worked, this lady had a stage four cancer, lung cancer. She had to, had a hole in her throat and every day she would be sick, throwing up from the radiation. That mm. she and she was so bad. She was telling her kids, she was like, I'm not taking this stuff anymore. She said, I just want to die. Like you, if I die, let me die. And I remember just like, um, the first time I, I came into contact with her, I remember just, you know, you know, praying like, Lord, like heal her of this cancer. And when you heal her, help her to see her need for Christ, you know, help her to mm. see her need for Christ and say, Lord, Amen. I yield, I yield. What Amen. must I do to be saved? Right. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing her. So what ended up happening, what happening was I didn't see her for like a couple of months. And I was to myself, I was like, Lord, I hope, you know, nothing happened to her. And, you know, I hope she didn't, you know, anything happen. Cause she was just that sick. You know, she was skin and bones. She, she couldn't hardly talk and she would break down crying. She was like, I think, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and that's I don't have the strength to handle this chemotherapy and radiation. Anyway, I saw her again a few months later. And I was still praying. And when I saw her again, she looked really good, but she was cancer free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And um, not only that, she went, um, when she had to go back to the hospital because they thought she had breast cancer at this point. She's like, well, I got to get tested for breast cancer. Devil. And I remember telling her when she, you know, when she got out of out of the company car I was driving, I said, you don't have no breast cancer. God says you're healed. When she got mm. back in the, in the van, she said she talked about how they said, well, they couldn't find cancer nowhere in my body. And, Come you know, on, I just, amen. God, like how, you know, just him being a healer, like in, and him being, you know, a healer and a healer of disease and you know how he's still a God of, of miracles. And even in my own life, I remember, um, like I said, I got so many stories that I could tell, but I remember one Sunday morning, it was Christmas morning. And uh, I remember my chest was hurting so bad in church. 
we, the service was going on and all I could do was hold my chest. Like I was, it was hurting so bad. And it was just like a, a pounding in my chest. I don't, and I don't know what it was, but you know, I was, I was afraid because I definitely used to eat horrible back then. Uh, I was, you know, back then, like, back then well, hey, hey, I've come a long way. <laughs> yes, Lord healed him on that one too. <laughs> it was, it was happening. But I remember my pastor at the time um, came and he laid hands on me in the service. And I remember the pain just left my body. Just mm. And I remember how, you know, I just, I didn't feel it anymore. I came out, you know. Uh, healed, you know, in Jesus' name, and whatever pain was there, it was it was gone. And so it's it's so important that you know talking about how you know we often say you know you have to have faith the size of a mustard seed, and all it takes is a small amount of faith, saints. Like all it takes is just a small amount of believing, because sometimes it's hard to believe when a situation doesn't look clear. You know, mm-hmm. when you, you know, like Ron was saying, she had spots all over her body, you know, didn't know what she was, you know, what was going on. It's sometimes hard for you to believe in, in that moment. It's very hard for it, you to, to yeah. really believe. But if you can latch on just a little bit and have mm-hmm. just a little bit of faith to say, like, God, you are a healer and I know you can heal my body. And if you don't heal my body, I know that you're more than able to do it, you know? And so and even, and I'll say this and not to get off on the deep end, but sometimes even we have family members and we ask God, like, Lord, heal them. And especially when they're family members that are in Christ Jesus, you know, a lot of times we we pray and we pray and we cry like, Lord, heal their body. Lord, heal their body. Lord, and and then you know they they die. They they move on and they pass. Right. And a lot of times we're like, Lord, well, well, what happened? But what we don't look at the fact is a lot of times when we have family members or people that we know that are in Christ that are sick, and you know the Lord decides to do something different, take them out. They have received their ultimate healing. And a lot of times we don't look at healing in that particular light. Like they receive that ultimate healing. They're no longer in pain. They're no longer in suffering if they were found in Jesus Christ while they were here on earth. So healing is, is such a such a great subject here because there's a lot of different ways that we can look at it um, when we talk about being healed. Like I used to have migraines. So like this is one of the things I was like, Lord, what is going on? You got to come to God. Like, look, what's, Lord, what's going on with these migraines? whole time i just need to go to the chiropractor she need to just do the crack crack and i was good it was the muscle tension from the back of my neck i got mm-hmm. a better pillow you know like the lord will speak to you like sis you need to do that <laughs> even I, uh for like a cold or something like i just like one thing i want to add on to what mike says not only asking god for a, a healing but just uh speaking to the mountain because sometimes we don't speak to things like you know what you know cold disease get out of my body right now in jesus name i plead the blood of jesus against you like you know speak to the mountain um because like mike quoted from the bible it only takes a mustard seed so you keep talking to it it's not it may not go away at that second it probably will if it ain't go away at that second you keep speaking to it because what it's not going to do is take control of you. You know, it's just the devil attacking your body. That's just what it is. It is what it is. And you're going to shame him by keep, you know, speaking to that spirit or whatever um, illness that is overtaking you. And you just keep speaking to it every single day. Walk in belief, full belief, you know, not denial, walk in belief, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and if you're led to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. But, you know, other than that, and if you got to take antibiotics, 
<laughs> just take it for now until yeah. you get to that point like don't sit up there and tempt god <laughs> but like when it comes to healing there's a lot of things that go on to it because there's a lot of healing processes i've heard about you know where mm-hmm. stuff didn't happen right then and there you know and i hope y'all out there the listeners know somebody who can who has a healing uh the gift of healing that can lay hands that you can call up you know but they ain't gonna be there forever so it's best that you utilize the power that god plays within within you if you're especially filled with the holy ghost and exercise that power mike over here praying for people cancer free right he's spoken to that woman's life and said i have cancer period exactly (laughs) so i mean look know your circle you know i know who calling the touch. Amen. Amen. I was going to ask you guys, like, when people get partially healed, do you guys think that that is because they have a low level of faith? I think when God does something, he does it well. He does all things well. Like, God doesn't do a half job of anything. However, you know, I think sometimes, and this is one thing I was taught, I don't know if you guys will agree with it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. Some decisions, you know, or things that we go through as far as physical sickness in life, is because of our own doing. We constantly, you know, got, you know, all of these chest things going on, or we constantly have headaches, or this is not anything against clap, because I get headaches too. Uh, (laughs) I don't take offense. But we constantly have headaches, or, you know, we got the gout going on, or a lot of, some of, a lot of it is hereditary, that's one thing. But some of this stuff that we deal with is because of the decisions that we made. Years of ham, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's decisions (laughs) that we made. Cake with extra icing. You still read what you sow. It is, like, you decisions that you made, like, you sat down, late at, at the church every Sunday and, and went to the buffet and had four or five rounds. Oh, Lord, not the buffet, Jesus. We I thought we were delivered. Jesus. And then you're going to holler about pray for me. Like, we're going to pray, but some things you bring on yourself because you've been warned about those things. The doctors have come to you and say, hey, you know, uh, uh, Miss Clapp, uh, you need to lay off that. You know, your cholesterol hot. Like, we want to put you. Nah, I ain't worried about it. Uh-uh, I got to go out. I trust you. God. I believe God. <laughs> okay. Temptation, temptation. Okay. Yeah, and, and you're tempting the Lord. I think that's when a lot of people tempt the Lord and they tempt him and, and they do it unknowingly because they go and keep doing these same unhealthy habits because this happens a lot in the black community and in our Pentecostal churches but it is it's sad when you think about it because it's like you know sometimes you you've been warned like God God the Lord will send you warning like hey like stop eating all that food like that or you know stop eating that ice cream late at night and, and things like that stop drinking all them sodas you know and then we end you end up on dialysis well you know y'all pray for me saints as God knows and I'm like well you know you brought that on yourself and I think so just like for me I'm legally blind in my left eye but I knew my mom's toe always told me, stop rubbing your eye so much, you know, mm-hmm. and I destroyed my uh, cornea in my left eye or stop trying to strain your eyes and read, you know, and I didn't listen. So now I'm reaping those benefits and I do still believe that God is a healer, but if he doesn't heal, heal my eyes, like I already know, like, first of all, I wear scleral lenses. So, you know, I just thank God for whoever created these special contact lenses that I can see 2020 in both eyes. 
But, you know, I, I also know, too, that if God doesn't heal me, I kind of bought this on myself, you know, like rubbing and looking at the TV screen too close or trying to read in the dark, you know, and end up straining my eyes. This is what I meant to say. <laughs> so a part of the healing process, I know for me, like, uh, we got to crucify our flesh, right? Mm-hmm. People really take fasting. They don't take it seriously at some points and they don't see how fasting is, can be applied to all areas of your life. You know, in order to get your flesh to submit to the spirit, to submit to the healing of God, fasting. I know that helped me cope with healing the little stuff, you know? Um, so it takes fasting and ask, and I had to ask God, like, what is it that's causing, you know, me to get sick at this time of the year, at this time of the year, what is it within me? Like I said, like, we don't really think about the other spirits that may be attached and festering in our, in our, uh, in our bodies that manifest mm-hmm. physically in us, you know, and it's best to always go deeper, you know, and always to look in the spiritual side of things uh, when it comes to sicknesses of the body. Cause I mean, we're in a fallen world, we're in a fallen body, it's flesh, you know, so we're constantly fighting it every day. And if you can keep other stuff out, any demonic influence out through fasting, through praying, you know, you could do the same with sickness. Even when the um, disciples were trying to heal, uh, cast out the demon, y'all remember that story and they couldn't do it. And God was like, some things are um, done uh, through prayer and fasting as well, unbelief. So it's like, Lord, you know, there's times when I, I'm going to clap and going to admit there's times where I feel like, oh, it's not going to happen. Or, you know, you get doubt, but you got to check it at the, the core and be like, nah, you know what? I'm going to believe God's word because God's word is true and never returns void. Paul, Bishop Paul S. Morton, I'm still standing. I'm still holding on to what I believe. You got to, you got to stand up and say that thing and mean that thing. Yeah. You know, I'm motivated. What else the words? I don't know. But you know, even if it takes years to see your healing come, um, I believe that God is a healer. He's not a death giver. He doesn't make people sick. He doesn't do that. I think it's our cooperation and how bad we want it. Sometimes he just wants you to press a little bit further to not only heal you, but to take you to that next level where you're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it could be a couple thing where the healing is not just physical, it's spiritual. He's pushing you towards, you know, where your will, his, sorry, his will of where he wants you to be. So, I mean, I think we, it's best to think about things, you know, our minds are not like God's, you know, we can try to figure him out, but we really can't at the end of the day, you know, some things are just going to be a mystery. Keep pressing, you know, even if you're believing God for healing, clap going to be praying for you, you know, touching agree with my faith, you know, yeah. that God has given me. It's not even my faith. It's his faith, you know, through his spirit. I've been healed on that cross 2000 years ago. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, flesh, you still trying to you trying to spark up flesh? All right, so you're not listening to me. So let me fast because you tripping. Like, you got to get buck with the flesh, okay? That's what we're going to name this. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> we name it, get buck with the flesh. Buck with the flesh, with the flesh like, okay? Yeah. You got to get buck with it because it tries to control you. You're like, uh-uh, yeah. not up in this house. We serve the Lord. And the Lord says, I'm healed. The Lord says, I'm set free. The Lord said, you know, go down the list. Affirmations, affirmations. Oh, Lord, we got to be careful, though. The saints been working a lot <laughs> with the affirmations. But, yeah, no, I agree. Fasting is a form of purging. And you need to purge your body of the stuff that you put in it. And you got to purge your body of sin. And like Mike has said earlier, when God gets in it, it's total healing. And total healing goes beyond, like you said, clap, just the physical, it's the spiritual, it's everything. When God touched those people and healed their body, 
that testimony that they had wasn't just, oh, he touched, like, it was like, that was God's spirit, you know, moving across them. And they had, that's why they had that certain joy. That's how they had, like, it was a total healing. And like the fact that we have Christ in us just means that we should be even more healed. And I, I think you guys both put out the fact that, you know, we don't see the type of healing that used to be done. And that to me reflects us. And why aren't we in the place that Some we're churches in? I have seen. Some <laughs> churches I haven't seen. Oh, okay. All right. So there are people that's out there. Well, we need to connect with them, y'all. Please call in. Like figure out, like get us, like we need to get attached to that to figure out what place do we need to be in classroom talking about that, that process of getting to a place where we can be the healers, you know, because ultimately God is, God is the ultimate healer, but we are the ones who should get healing to the world, healing physically, but also healing through his word, healing through his gospel. It's a biblical. So remember, y'all remember the story when Jesus, he spit in the mud to heal the blind man. And all he saw, he's like, what do you see? I see men walking this trees. And he was like, "Uh uh-uh, do it again. You know, it's a process. It takes you, you know, I think we don't realize I just want to say we don't realize how much of a part we play mm-hmm. in this. You know, we he we got to come where he is. You know, he already gave it to us. It's just us needing that, you know, and if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you have the power to meet that, you know, meet that mark. I was going to say that goes back to the point that partial healing has nothing to do with faith. The fact mm-hmm. that God had to go back in, um, Jesus had to go back in and touch him again, or he told that man who had leprosy, um, he still had, you know, he still had the leprosy. Go dip again. You know, like sometimes you just got to do it again. You got to keep asking. Especially now, you know, we have COVID and all these other things like, you know, and I think, you know, if it had been possible, like I think our faith and the power with us within us should have been should be so strong that we should have been able to go into the hospitals and say, you know what, be healed, be delivered, be set free of this virus, you know, and because there's enough of us and I feel like there's enough people that have the power of God that we pull together and get on one accord, things can take place and things can happen. Church I was attending, the young lady, she used to sit behind me and she was blind. She's blind. She walks with the walking stick. And every Sunday I see her mom kind of take her to the altar. But, you know, I kept believing God for her. Like God is going to heal this girl and she's going to see. She is going to be able to like, she's going to go up to that altar one Sunday and she's going to be able to see. She's not going to need that walking stick anymore. And even now, like I'm not there anymore. I've moved, but I believe that God is going to heal her and, and that she's going to be able to have her vision and she's going to be able to see like, and I, for some reason, just be crazy enough to believe that God is going to do it. God is going to allow her to be able to see and have her full vision. Going back to Clap's initial point of you can't test your faith when you come against the bigger thing. We should be testing it all the while. We should be strengthening it. That mustard seed should be growing. You know, it becomes a tree. It doesn't just stop at being the mustard seed. Everyone has a measure of faith. And that means when you have a measure, that means it can increase or decrease. And I I think a lot of times, and, and I'll just speak for myself. I don't think to even pray to God about certain things until it gets to a certain state. Yeah. Right. If I got a cold, my first thing is going to be, I'm going to put this cough drop in my mouth. I'm going to drink this tea and go about my business. And it's not, my first initial thought is not going to be, 
oh, let me pray to ask God that this cold go away. To me, it's like, I'm going to go through the cycle of having the cold, but I'm going to be okay. And I'm not thinking about death. Now, when cancer comes about and you start hearing people talk about cancer, it's like, oh my gosh, that's scary. That's life-threatening. And when you get to that life-threatening thing, it's like, Lord, I want my faith to, like, God, I got the faith to believe that you're going to do. But if I have that faith, why didn't I have that same energy with the cold? You know, I didn't have to go through it. I I think that's pretty much the point that Clap is making. I didn't have to go through any of that at all. I didn't have to go through the cold, even though I knew I could survive it. I could have just said, you know, body be free of whatever the sickness is in Jesus name. And I, I like, even with myself, like I have full faith to believe like Mike said that that woman who is blind can be healed, but I'm still wearing glasses. I I know God can do it, but I have never like, I, it's weird, but like, I have never thought to be like, Lord, I just want to wake up and just not have to wear glasses again. Like, I feel like we kind of use technology like and and i don't disagree with going to doctors like i said we already talked about this i have full faith believe in the knowledge of using thank you jesus for the doctors thank you you for the doctors but i do think that at certain times they become a crutch to us and certain things become a crutch to us and it does hinder our faith if we didn't have the technology then maybe we would trust god more like I am tired of listening, particularly older people, no offense to them who are listening, I love y'all. But there's a lot of people that are here conversations of like, yeah, I'm taking three or four medicines. Like it's like a competition between the type of medications that you take in and the type of diseases that you got. And yeah, girl, I had this last year and now they're saying I got this. And it's just a whole like pouch of, and we talked about this last week of just negativity and complaining about everything all in one. And it's just like, do you even want to be healed? (laughs) And I think a lot of us don't, like we don't want to be healed. We've grown complacent. I think we we're really comfortable. We're on autopilot. And I think Mm. that's what God is trying to shake us up these past few years. Like, come on church now. I need y'all to move the way I orchestrated you and called you to move. And I'm gonna make this real quick. But uh, I spoke at a youth uh, meeting that we had um, on last Sunday and I was listening to someone um, and uh, the story about God calming the storm, right? Remember um, in that story, the disciples were on a ship, storm came, Jesus was peacefully sleeping on the side, chilling. And then like, he don't care about us. We about to die, you know? And they woke him up and Jesus just got up and Jesus rebuked the um, the wind and then and then spoke to the waves. And um, I think that that's one of the messages. I'm not sure if y'all heard a message like that. Um, I've heard it before, like a while ago, but um, it was key and significant that he spoke to the wind first. The wind is something we can't see. You know, and I equate the wind to the spiritual side. I'm just going to tie it into what I said this whole time. It's a spiritual side. We're so quick to shout at the waves, to shout at cancer when we see it manifest in the physical. But what's really causing that wave to move? It's the wind, something you can't even see. And that was really key in that portion of the scripture and that story because um, it just shows how we should deal with life, like I said, in all areas. Uh, like you said, Ron, when it comes to sickness and mom, uh, kind of just to tie everything together, that's really significant. And that little scripture usually gets missed or that little detail, a lot of details of the Bible gets looked over. You got to read it over and over to search it out and seek it through. But um, I encourage listeners to just look into that story and the method of God. Jesus was teaching us how to approach 
things in life. You know, it's stuff that you can't see. It's that spiritual principality that's behind the waves that's causing you to see the manifestation of that huge waves and wind. And, I mean, waves and tsunamis coming at you. But it's just the devil working, you know, the spiritual realm working behind it that you have to curse and rebuke. Amen. I love that. That's a re- new revelation to me. And I, I received that. You got to speak to the thing before Oh, Lord. See, that's the- And also, <laughs> I know. And also, that's why you got to be careful by the doctrine. I think that the doctrine in some churches that are taught when it comes to healing it's spiritual and it takes on the, it takes on the person's mind. That's why they, that's why the Bible talks about how, you know, in the last days, I think, I don't think that it was, it was referring to that where you'll be tossed every um, to and fro by every wind of doctrine, you know, mm. doctrines carry spirits. And if you have the spirit of, you know, uh, of, of um, if you don't have the revelation of, of a certain of healing or anything else, you know, it, it, that spirit can just the spirit of fear, the spirit of, you know, uh, co- being complacent in where you are with your 50 medications, destroying your liver and kidneys, because that's where all the byproducts get stored. Sorry, right. I have my degree in that. So <laughs> that's where it all going. So it's like you you take a hit on your kidney. You know, every time you take that medication, you know, you take a hit on your liver every time you place that stuff in your body, you know, and we don't really think about those things. And I think I don't know about y'all, but growing up, you know, health wasn't really big growing up. It's just we we just lived, you know, church didn't really preach health like that. Until like, you know, the world started getting a little serious and on this health kick, then we're trying to, you know, really look at ourselves. But, you know, it was wasn't big like that, you know, because I think that's one of the things. Unfortunately, I learned most of the stuff from my Caucasian brothers and sisters, (laughs) you know, they that they 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 get they get some of this stuff. You know, I had to look twice like I ain't catch that. Like, you know, but uh, I just pray that we get together. Like Mike said, we need to bond together because we should, like he said, it should have been revival. We should have been healing folks up in them hospitals with COVID and, you know, just like they did back in Acts in the first church. I'm just going to stop this right there. I'm done. I'm going to stop talking. No, 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 no. Because I feel like we need to have a separate section on what you just said about the health wise, like healing and health are two different things. And that's a whole different topic for a different day. But it's us. Healing is the Lord. We'll be right, doing Right, right. Healing is the children's bread. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike just be quoting scripture. Oh, no. He be quoting the random joints. Exactly. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I, I was like, does that tie in? I guess it does. <laughs> but just receive it. It's like, we need to stop receiving everything. So I'm joking. Okay. Um, Music ministry. <laughs> yes, yes, it's time for the musical selections of the Pew Babies. Um, I've been listening to some great music, discover some new music. Let's start with our ladies first. This song popped into my head. Uh, God just what I wanted by Christopher Brinson. I ain't heard that in a minute. Yeah. Just what I And then my last song is Satisfied by the Walls Group. 
um, we haven't talked about the walls group since Daryl Walls, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, I'll play this. If I never get that house, that come or be a superstar, and my dreams never come true, will I be satisfied with you? All right, so um. This week, I have um, Prayer Will Fix It by Bishop Jeff Banks. Um, Yeah, I don't know what's going on to the Waybacks, but I'm going to play a little bit of it. You'll hear every word you say. Yes, I took it back. So just remember, pray will fix it. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Um, so got like I said, I got some new music I want to share with you all. So the first one, uh, I don't know if you uh all follow No Carlton, not Carlton Banks on Instagram. He did kind of a parody to this song and I discovered it. But um it was like the caption was when you, um, when that same person goes to the altar and gets saved every so often. Here's the song that was playing. This is Good To Me by Javonta Pat, and it just came out. You've been my doctor. You've been my provider. You've been whatever I need you to be. And so here's my testimony. So when I look back over my life and I see where you brought me from. So yes, that was good to me by Javonta Patton. Next, I want to play My Help by Pastor Maurice Davenport and Divine Restoration. Shout out to the 252. He's from my area down here called My Help. I've been bumping it all week. Here it is. was my help by maurice davenport and divine restoration that's more john p key than john p key dang <laughs> why you going john like that <laughs> it's called falling off but that was good i like that song I yeah like, it's called my like help that. all right this last song i heard um today i think i was telling you guys before the show started it's the last song it's called in his hands uh usually i would try to cut the intro but i want you guys to definitely hear the intro of this song um, to get the full essence of it. Here is In His Hand. It's featuring Angel Chisholm, which is, I believe, Jackie Chisholm's daughter. Here it is. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, that was Anthony Junebug Turner and the Pentecostal Takeover Fellowship Choir. I love the Virginia uh, choir sound. Uh, there's nothing like the Virginia gospel music sound, the 757 to be exact. Um, it's definitely giving me 90s, mid, late 90s vibes. So biased. How <laughs> <laughs> you gonna do New York like that in DC? Said so, nah, <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, Virginia, Virginia has their own New York has their own sound. And I think DC definitely has a distinct sound as well. That was our music. Our hymn um for the week. Um we were talking about healing. There's healing for your soul. That's not more sopranos, <laughs> weak sopranos, altos always holding Ooh. y'all down. Okay, let's not talk crazy on the podcast. So, our hymn of the week uh, this week is There is a Bomb in Gilead. Come on! And the hymn says, There is a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Again, I'm going to jump down to the third verse, which is my favorite verse of the hymn. It says, if you cannot preach like Peter, if you cannot pray like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus who died to save us all. And that was the hymn of the week. We're going to now turn this part of the service back over to Sister Ron. Amen. Amen. Closing remarks or prayer requests. I just pray for everybody listening to this podcast. I just pray that um, you do according to your faith. When it comes to the vaccines <laughs> and um, I just pray for your faith to be exercised. And I pray that God, you know, allows you to find, well, that you find ways to exercise your faith and grow yourself further in the Lord and all the families as well that um, for people who have lost loved ones, you know, I always keep them in prayer as well during this time because people are still passing away. Amen. Yeah, no, I, I think we had such a great episode. I don't really have any closing remarks other than God is a healer. Amen. And I pray, sorry, I had to add this in. I pray that y'all learn to speak to the way, speak to the wind and not the waves in Jesus' name. And look over that scripture. I'm serious. It's so cool. Amen. Um, my final closing, well, my prayer request, um, I wrote this on my social media, but um, it's to make sure that we become satisfied with Christ. There's a lot of consumer culture that's going around. A lot of things people are chasing after. Um, don't let anything become an idol. Be satisfied with Jesus and Jesus alone. And if you do that, all those other things will be added. That's what he told us in his word. Don't lie. Uh, who's going to do benediction? I can do benediction. So I'm going to end benediction with a scripture tonight. Um, we're going to go back to Psalms 91. And I'm also going to read the third verse. And it says, surely he would deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome up. Pestilence. Um, we're gonna be dismissed by saying to God be the glory. To God, God be the glory.